and welcome to the third annual Apparently Dadcast with dads, Hank Green and Travis McElroy. We're two, we're two dads. We're two dads. We're two dads. We're, we're your two dads. Yeah. Coming to you. I could also make the argument that we're T-O-O, two dads. You know, like. <laughs> Definitely. How dad are yeah. you? I'm two dad, you know? I definitely feel that way on some days right now. Travis, you are also two dad in in terms of you now being a dad twice. Correct. This which happened true. to you and not to me. Our babies, our first babies were born very, very near each other. Like a week apart, I want to say. Yeah. Chronologically, not geographically. And uh, and so we've been going through the process together ish, at least once or twice a year. Yeah. But now you've you've taken the super left hand turn that I did not take where now you have. a. Yeah, whole... I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't discuss this with you ahead of time. I'm sorry that that one's on me. Hank, I apologize for that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, you should you should have let me know. We yeah. could have had another baby at the same time as yeah, you. I didn't give you uh, time. I apologize. That was really the only thing holding us back. We were sort of waiting for word from you. Yeah, I get it. No, yeah, I got the second kid now. And that's how how old is Dot? She's uh, a little over three months at this point. Okay. She was born January 7th. I feel like three months. So you've been like doing things this whole time during these three months. Yeah. those are That is not an easy time to uh, to be doing things. Oh, it's been a great three months. What are you talking about, <laughs> Hank? The whole, it's been so smooth. Here we are. Uh, I, don't, I don't mean like oh, I don't so mean great. nationally or globally. Oh. I, I mean like just in terms of of parenthood. The first three months are very very hard. Well, okay. Yes and no. Yes and no. Because uh, okay. So for now, completely remove child one from the picture. Right. If we're just talking mm-hmm. about like baby two, she is uh, for all intents and purposes a potato. Yeah. That you can set down it's true. anywhere. It's true. Right? Yeah. And so there's a lot of stress that comes from like her screaming at me or like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, waking you up in the middle of the night or whatever. And like, the you know, the inherent stress of like, can I keep this being alive? Mm-hmm. Right. But I have now I've grown accustomed to the stress of like, please don't grab that. Don't knock that over. Please don't climb on that thing. Mm-hmm. You're going to fall off that. Don't push the dog. Mm-hmm. Like all of that stuff that now I'm just looking at this screaming potato and I'm like, I can deal with this. You can't go anywhere. <laughs> you don't have any desires outside of eating and sleeping right now. Yeah. I can put you in a in a prison and you cannot escape. Right. And that is exactly th- that your prison is wherever you are. Right. And but the <laughs> so, thing is, oh, that's the, nice. the other side of it, though. Is I also had real like now realized I had taken for granted mm-hmm. that being able to talk to BB at three and a half now, mm-hmm. like we can, we sit down to dinner or like she sits down to read a book or watch an episode of TV or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's like okay, cool for this half hour or whatever, I can empty the dishwasher, I can you know read my own book, I can mm-hmm. whatever. And you can't say to a three month old like, hey, yeah, if you could just chill out for thirty minutes. Yeah, can you go play with your dice on the bed in right. the guest bedroom, please? That doesn't, that doesn't happen. You can't do that. Yeah. And so yeah. it's like, it's six of one, half dozen of the other of like, there is stress of like, BB is constantly climbing on things and wanting to jump on things and like, mm-hmm. you know, run around and seemingly throw herself into things. Right. Which baby Dot does not do. Right. But you can also say like, hey, buddy, we're just going to sit here quietly for a second and read this book together. Mm-hmm. And BB's like, awesome. That sounds great. Where baby daughter's like, mm, no, 
I'm going to be real loud right now. So, yeah. Travis, I, I don't really want to remind you of, uh, so, so our first children, we didn't have a child together, but we had yeah. children at the same time, happened in October slash November of 2016. Correct. Yeah. Th- that math checks out, yes. And the rumor sort of like what happened uh-huh. directly after our children were born the first time. Uh, was was rough. Right. Uh, if anybody else remembers back in November of 2016 what that was like, there was some, it was a tumultuous and upsetting time. And now you've had another child. Uh-huh. And, uh, and it, I'm not gonna, I'm not blaming you, uh, well, but I am saying. <laughs> kind of feels like you are, Hank. <laughs> so I think that the, this is a question that, uh, that we get in a lot of different forms, but like the world now seems not grand. Uh-huh. And, and some people seem to be sort of like, putting kids on the back burner because they are worried about the state of things and don't necessarily, and are like how, and I've actually had, I've had people not in, in our like questions here, but I've had people say like, not to me as like an accuse accusation, but like when, I, when like they're talking about whether they would have kids, like how could you bring kids into this world? Yeah. And I don't, I don't feel that. I don't either. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, is like, while I feel day to day, like there is so little certainty and like control over the world in general. Mm-hmm. My my immediate sphere, right? Like the the things that happen in my household, mm-hmm. whether that be literal or metaphorical households, I I feel like I can still influence. And mm-hmm. I will say right now, like just speaking completely selfishly, my kids are bringing a lot of comfort to me yep. and a lot of joy, and like knowing that. By raising them right, I can make the world a better place in that way. And like, Mm -hmm. because the two things I've always said, and I stand by, is that conscientious people will worry about like the world they're bringing their kids into, Mm -hmm. but non-conscientious people won't. (laughs) So if conscientious people don't have kids. That's not going to turn out great. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's only unconscientious people raising their kids Mm -hmm. and making the world more unconscientious, if that is a word. And also whether it's global pandemic or just, you know, the uncertainty of uh, a regular human life, there is no good time to have kids. Yeah. Like that's always been true. It's like, there is no right time. There is no perfect time to have kids. There is no, stability and like the imagined stability that like we we are imagining stability because we're looking back 20 30 years and we're like well look at how the world went but like right. the people 20 30 years ago also did not have stability and we did do not understand properly the decisions that our parents made and uh and how the world felt to them at that time and obviously like this is rough and they're a unique situation but i also think that we have never been more well positioned to handle the curveballs that, you know, the sort of black swan events that are that are thrown at us. And whether that is, you know, having more expertise in the world, whether it is having more technology at hand, you know, I, I think obviously that there are there are bad things about how the world is right now. You know, obviously we, we can move move very quickly and disease vectors can go from one place to another in a day, pretty much across the whole world. And also, uh, you know, we sort of are dealing with a uh, you know, rising tide of nationalism, which isn't great for handling global problems. But um, but there are things that that make it so that this is a a fairly good moment in history for something like this to happen, and we are set up to be able to handle at least some of it fairly well. And 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 having kids, at least for me, I'll speak personally, but 
it's kind of this like wellspring, unending wellspring of optimism whenever you need a nice dose of it to like, for me, like I look at BB and I see her developing into this like really cool person Mm -hmm. with that's incredibly like creative and good at creative problem solving and like fun to be around. And I think like that out there isn't necessarily the future. Mm -hmm. This right here, she could, she is the future Mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, yeah, that out there, that that's the future too. But like, this is also the future. These are both true at the same time. Right. And so I'm not just seeing the out there scariness. I'm seeing the in here, right. Like hopefulness and potential and possibility and all that. stuff. And that's something I noticed even, even before I had kids that when I was hearing about like the bad things that were happening in the world, yes, 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 yes. Those are, are real things. But when I'm interacting with real humans in my life, mm-hmm. I always have much more hope. And I think that that is, you know, that's a effect of several different biases at work. But I think that kids give us a really good opportunity to, to focus on something that is that we have a, a rich understanding of that exists in our world. And that is a, a positive thing. And you are absolutely right that I'm very glad to have a, a kid in the house right now. Uh, and I've got a question from Charlotte here who asks, how are you going about explaining to your kids why they can't see their friends or go to the park? Do you think they have much understanding of what's going on? Because that is something that we've been doing a, a bit of, but it's obviously like he can't understand. And and also he doesn't think it's weird ah. because like to him, we're, when we're like, well, there's a sickness and that's why we can't go to the coffee shop anymore. Like to him, he's like, OK, I guess sicknesses happen. Well, yeah. So for for me, for baby, it's like this mix. It's this frustrating mix of getting it enough. Mm hmm to be frustrated by it, mm. but not getting it enough to like process it and internalize it. Right. Right. So like we here in Cincinnati have like a really great zoo and a really great aquarium and a really great museum. And like, we would go to those on a regular basis, or we would just like go walk around the mall mm-hmm. or like, you know, Justin and Sydney and Charlie and Cooper or, and, and my dad and Carol, mm-hmm. they're like a three hour drive away. Right. So we'd see them like once a month. Mm-hmm. And, or we'd go on tour. Yeah. And none of that's happening. And so BB's like, when can I go see Charlie? And we're like, well, because there's this sickness. And she knows the sickness is that she's <laughs> down with the sickness. <laughs> she knows the sickness is happening. And that even mm-hmm. if we're not sick, we don't want to get out and get sick. And we don't want to get other people sick. Mm-hmm. But then she will also say, like, will the sickness be done tomorrow? Yeah. Can I go tomorrow? And it's like, no, but like it won't. Well, when will it be done? Nobody knows. Well, why doesn't somebody fix it? They're working on it. <laughs> She at one point looked at me and said, like, why don't you cure it? I was like, man, if I could, <laughs> you don't think I would? <laughs> this is not what I trained for, BB. I'm it's a sorry. Lot of pressure. I worked very hard to become a professional podcaster. Come on. It's not. Why don't you cure it? <laughs> but yeah, so like she gets it. Not my area of expertise. Yeah. We're like, because I think we very early on realized, like, this is not going to be a short term thing. Yeah. And so we didn't want to, like, lie or, like try to like distract and say like, well, how about that? We have the thing here. Like we wanted to be upfront and be like, there's a thing happening now. And there's, there's a very good reason why we can't go out and why we can't go places. But like over time, it's like, she's like, what? Yes. But why not now? Like how much longer? Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh, I mm-hmm. don't know. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't really like the answer. I don't know. She does not accept. No, yeah. no. Oren likes to say that, but he does not like to hear yes. it. Yes. And he says, why? Why don't you know? And yes. I'm like, ah. And it's funny because like all of these worries, of course, reflect our own. It's right. like, when is it going to be over? And it's like, boy, oh boy, do I wish I had the answer to that question, my my love. Yeah. BB has taken saying to, if I say, I don't know, she'll look at me and say, tell me the answer. And she'll <laughs> say it like that. 
And I'm like, no, I really don't know. And she's like, tell me. And I'm like, no, I I really don't know. I This is neither here nor there, but to, yesterday I was uh, rolling around on the bed with Orin and I said, I'm going to squish you all up. And he said, no, you can't. And I said, why not? And he said, because I'm full of bones. <laughs> I uh, I will sometimes tell Bibi that I'm going to squish her butt cheeks into one butt cheek. And she, the other day, she said, you can't. I need two butt cheeks because I am a person. And I was like, okay, yeah, totally. Last night, uh, I was like, I took a nap on the couch yesterday and I woke up when she woke up and she came downstairs and she asked me why I slept on the couch. And I was like, well, because mommy was upstairs with baby Dot and like, I didn't know how long baby Dot was going to sleep. And she said, okay, well, lay back down and get comfy. And she brought me like two books, and, like two of her books mm-hmm. and set it down. And she, and she said, I'm going to make you a whole setup. And then she said, and tonight, go to sleep early and don't just text on your phone. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> okay. And I didn't have the heart to say like, I wasn't texting on my phone. I was watching Shit's Creek. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Becca wants to know if our babies have inherited the dancing gene. Uh, are they dancers? And what do we like to boogie down to? Uh, are you a, do you, do you have the dancing gene yourself? I did when I was a younger man. Oh, and these bones didn't creak. Uh, no, I mean, yeah, I used to, I used to enjoy, you know, I think that uh, it's so hard to define, right? Because there's like, there's different kinds of dancing. The dancing that like a three-year-old does is like, I'm going to move my body around, right? And so like BB, one of her favorite songs to, I guess, dance to is like the main song from the movie Brave. And she's like, this is the running song. And she'll just like run with like our arms back and <laughs> her hair in the wind or whatever. Who right? teaches children the Naruto run? I don't, I don't know. They do this on their own. They have no idea how vulnerable they are. So they're perfectly fine, like running solar plexus forward. But like the thing is, is like, no, I, I would never. I was not a bad dancer. I mean, I many a school dance. I did musical theater, all of that. Mm-hmm. But I would not mm-hmm. say that I was ever one where someone would be like, mm, Travis, nice. Now, Teresa, Teresa was like a full blown, like got her degree in musical theater, was a good dancer, like took many years of like right. ballet and stuff. So I would say BB is coordinated in that way. Mm-hmm. But more for me, she just got whatever my kind of inherently I'm I'm very lucky that however my genetic material works out, I kind of naturally have muscles without having to like do any work at all. And BB oh. is very strong. And so it's been interesting. Dot. Yeah, both of them are ah, very strong. That is that is how my calves are, but that is the only muscle that is that way for me. No, I've I'm, got big beefy calves and everything else is just sort of like I need Catherine to open the jam jars for me. Oh, no, I, I'm oddly strong. It's it's great. <laughs> Catherine and I are both dancers. Oren is also a dancer. When he was very small, he was able to isolate his hips in a way that is like really unusual, even for an adult. Uh-huh. He he lost that despite the fact that I tried to get him to do it every day so that he would he would maintain it. But he did lose it eventually. And now he just does the, the, the normal toddler dance where he bobs his head and he's not great on the rhythm and he sticks his fingers out and he wags them at the sky. And his favorite tunes... Um, he really likes A Taste of Honey by Herb Alpert. Oh, yeah. The cover of the Beatles song that it is uh, instrumental. He likes Skibbity, which is a song by Little Big. I don't know where they're from, but I think it is in Eastern Europe somewhere. And he asks for that one a lot. 
Ah, it's pretty great when he he uh, he asks the smart speaker for specific songs and yeah. he gets it right. I like that too. The BB will just like walk in the room and be like, "Oh, what's up? What's up? Play?" And it's like great because like she she knows the name of the song and like that's it. Shut up, Alexa. Uh, BB is way more of a singer, I would say than it. she loves to dance than she does than like, but she likes to sing more. Yeah. Excuse me. Alexa just started playing Hamilton. Alexa, stop. <laughs> Alexa's like, I know what you want. But like, so BB like really enjoys like this, you know, all the songs from like Bob's Burgers because we listen to that a lot. And like, oh, cool. uh, she had this amazing, it made me really happy, like love of the swimming song by Loudon Wainwright mm-hmm. because like I'd been singing it and she kept going, play the swimming song, play the swim. And I was like, the swimming song. I was like, do you mean literally the swimming song? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> so here's my question for you. This is from Kira. What's your favorite word that your child says wrong and now you say it wrong so they won't learn it the right way? I, I There's none that I say wrong so she won't because right. I want her to speak correctly. But mm-hmm. she, instead of saying remember, she says a member. Mm-hmm. Do you want, do you a member? And it's so cute to me. Yeah. Like we went, we went to the beach. Do you a member? And I'm like, I do remember. I do remember that. That's great. <laughs> I think that's my favorite. Oren, this is this is different, but he refers to everything in the past as yesterday. Oh, I like that. Which I think is really cool. And instead of like grouping things in terms of how how recently they happened, it's just like there is now uh-huh. and there is everything that happened yeah. in the past. It's very beautiful. And so like he'll be talking about like when he saw Nanny and Papa yesterday. And I'm like, I mean, you haven't seen Nanny and Papa in like six months, man. But like, yeah, it's yesterday. It's still like everything from back then is just yesterday. So I like that. I think that that's like maybe actually a good way to see the world. Yes. But he doesn't. I don't think he has any right now. He keeps fixing them. And it's very it's very frustrating. It's a little sad when he loses them. But he doesn't have any right now. That well, are, that's that the thing. Is something it, to mind. BB did like speech therapy for a while, right? Because like mm-hmm. as of this time last year, like she just said like yes. Yeah. Or no. And now she she is like, it's incredible. It's like yeah, I'm it's blown wild. away by her vocabulary. But like, so when she speaks, she will speak very deliberately and very oh, wow. carefully because like she doesn't want, but like she'll still like the, like W for R's is one and like W for L's happens to, but like all perfectly like normal at this age, but it's like, she'll be speaking very clearly mm-hmm. and talking to me. And I'm like, yes, I know. Yes, this is great. Yes, please. <laughs> You're please. doing the, very good. The other day, like she was, uh, her baby sister was not in the bouncer, but she was playing on this bouncer like it was a drum set. Mm-hmm. And it was like time for bed. And Teresa like was getting a little frustrated because she had told her it was time for bed a lot. And Teresa was like, BB, it's time to stop and go to bed. And BB looked at us and said, but if I don't rock out on the drums, the customers can't dance. And like <laughs> Teresa and I just looked at each other trying to keep a straight face because we're still trying to be frustrated. It was like, oh, I understand God. that if you don't rock out on the drums, then the customers <laughs> the Indians. But it's still time for bed. Yep. We have a lot of people who who wrote in to ask like how to uh, support the people in their in their lives that have kids, whether they are a, a sudden godparent or honorary auntie. What are helpful and rewarding ways to be involved in a kiddo's life in a slightly ambiguous role or a, a non like directly parental role? The question comes from Mel and, and also a number of other people. I mean, I'll say right now, one of the best things that like people have done He's like someone will like call Teresa on FaceTime just to talk to BB mm, and like just like so that BB can ask them quite like 
man, Elizabeth, Teresa's sister, uh, like will talk to BB for like half an hour on FaceTime, just like walking the phone around her apartment and saying like, and wow. this is this. And then letting BB like ask her questions about it. Mm-hmm. Cause that's all BB ever wants to do is like ask questions about things. And because she is a little voyeur, like see, she'll say like, open the fridge. Let me see what's in your fridge. What's <laughs> under that pillow. Open that drawer. It's all she wants. When I'm playing animal crossing, she's like, go in that person's house. What's in, what's in their cloud? Uh, what's in their cabinet? I'm like, I don't know, creep. But uh, <laughs> like, just talking to the kid because that's it. I like FaceTiming, you know, with my friends and you know, Zoom meeting with my friends and stuff too. But mm-hmm. like, toddlers aren't great at talking to other toddlers on FaceTime. Like, they won't stay with it. So having an adult talk to my toddler so I can do anything else mm-hmm. is wonderful. Yeah, that's a great idea, and I think that like one thing that I didn't do that I felt like I should have done more now that I am a dad and for my friends who were parents was to physically interact with the kid more. Yeah. And I, and I obviously right now that is not maybe not a great time to be doing that. But now whenever I'm at a friend's house, like I am like, I will play with this while you go have some time to not be playing with this. And so we'll play like, you know, knock me over or I'll just pick the kid up and walk around with them. Right. And it takes, and I, I remember I talked to Pat Rothfuss about this before I, I was a dad. And I was like, one thing that I am nervous about is just feeling comfortable holding a child. Oh. Because I've never felt comfortable holding a child. And I'm like, like, and he's like, man, you don't have to worry about that at all. Yeah. You're going to do it so much that you'll get good at it and you'll forget you ever didn't know how. Yeah, dude. And and that's something that, like, I think, you know, it's completely natural to be like, this is, especially when they're like baby babies, to be like, I don't know how to, like, handle this without feeling like I might hurt it. And, uh, but, like, to get comfortable physically interacting with a child, I think, is really, really valuable. And, and it, it only comes with doing it. Right. And, and I think a lot of that for me, there was also this thing because Charlie was born before BB. So, like, Charlie, I think, was like mm-hmm. two and a half when BB was born. And like the thing that I realize now that can often be off-putting about being an adult interacting physically with a child is that child has like very little self, like self-consciousness. Mm-hmm. Like they are not nervous about physicality in the way that like, yeah, like for like baby will come up to hug me and will just like run full force mm-hmm. into like grabbing my leg. Right. And like kind of your impulse as it should be as an adult humanist to like brace, (laughs) you know, I'm like, like what's happening. Right. And like kids just don't necessarily always brace that way or think about like, I'm going to jump on here. You're like, Whoa. (laughs) And so like, but you get used to it and I'm kind of always ready now to like be hugged Mm -hmm. and it can be a lot, but I'll tell you this too, man, going from like having baby dot after spending three years getting comfortable holding a kid is like a cheat code. Yeah. It feels just like, oh yeah, no, great. I'm great. Ooh, I'm one handing her, you know, I'm like, <laughs> I fucking got this. I know what this is. Yeah. I'd yeah, be worried yeah. that I like, I'd have a three month old and I'd treat it like a three year old and I'd just be like throwing it around. Not well, I do. Okay. Yes. That's fair. Well, see how, when, when, when BB was born, our like uh, uh pediatrician was basically like, listen, people worry too much about neck support be careful and everything, but like they have to learn to like support their head themselves. So like, don't, mm-hmm. don't over worry about it. So like, that was just never a thing we were worried about. And like, so even now like baby dot is like 
a beast when it comes to like doing like push-ups and stuff and everything. <laughs> so she's strong as hell. But it's like it's the kind of thing where it's like now I'm to a place where like sometimes I have to catch myself like, hey, don't carry BB around all the time. Yeah. Cause it's like I like doing like and she likes being carried, but it's like, nope. She is like she needs to do this stuff on her own. And mm-hmm. that's man, that's for me is right now we're at this transition period where it's basically like I like doing stuff like I like like, you know, cutting up her food for her and like getting bites mm-hmm. of food on the fork for her mm-hmm. or like I like like carrying her around. I like doing all that stuff. But the thing is, is like we need to learn independence and we uh, she can do it on her own and we need to right. make, like. But it, that sucks. And not sucks like, oh, my little kid's growing up. But more of just like, but it's so much easier if I just do it. It's so much easier. Yeah. Catherine, Catherine and I struggle with this where like she's trying to get Oren to eat all of his cereal by himself. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm just going to grab the spoon and shove it in his face. And he'll right? be done in, in 30 seconds. But if he's doing it on his own, he gets frustrated and he spills. And then he stops and gets distracted right. because like it's work. And then we're then we're like, you know, 10 minutes into the process and his his Cheerios are soggy and not that he seems to care. But yeah. Uh, yeah. And she's like, Hank, you got to you got to let him do it. And I'm like, I don't want to let him do it. Yeah. I want to get the Cheerios inside of him. We want to I want to get this done uh, <laughs> so we can move on. <laughs> like because I'd like to make daddy's coffee. <laughs> We've had um, for a while now, for like the last like three months, maybe longer before baby dot was born. Uh, BB's job has been feeding the dogs, right? Like we have mm-hmm. this wheeled bin and she can do it. Yes. But here's the thing is it varies from maybe it takes three minutes one day when she's like, got it. Boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. And then the next day she's like, hey, what's the deal? Why is it? And it was like, BB, just focus. Just feed the, the dogs are weighed. And it's like a, a good learning experience for her and for me and for Teresa, frankly, of just like, how to be calm in the face of this and say like, Hey, I understand that you saw this toy in the middle of scooping buttercups food mm-hmm. and you can play with that toy when you're like, yeah, we're going to work on this. We're going to learn about responsibility. We're going to learn about this mm-hmm. because that's the thing that I am very surprised to learn about parenting is like, you know, it's, it's like that old kind of adage of like, there reaches a point where the only way you can learn more is to teach. Mm -hmm. And it's like that for me is like learning about empathy and learning about patience and learning about responsibility Mm -hmm. and learning about cause and effect. Like I am realizing how little I just took all that for granted Mm -hmm. until I have to explain it to BB. And it's like, well, why do we do that? Um, Okay. (laughs) Uh, It's because of this. This is why, of course. Okay. Yeah. Oren also, it's he we are both at the stage where our we, our kids are three and a half. They can actually help with some things. Yeah. And one of Oren's tasks is also to feed the cat. We, we get the cat food onto the dish, but then like just walking the cat, the dish over to the place and putting it there and trusting that he's going to do that right every time. It's actually helpful. Yeah. Like it's something that I would have had to do if I didn't have a child. And uh, he also when it snows, which is I assume going to stop doing at some point uh, no. here in Montana. It is currently sleeting outside when it snows. He is three and a half years old and he actually helps oh, yeah. shoveling. Yeah, dude, he's not great at it, but like it helps. Yeah. 
BB sweeps and like I'll be like washing the car outside and she'll hold the hose for me. Yeah. And it's like, okay, cool kid. Like she'll bring diapers when we're changing baby dot. She's like, mm, we'll go nice. get burp cloths for her. And so it's like, I think it's good. Man, I'll tell you though, the thing that I am really trying to be cognizant of is like she is a good helper, right? And a good big sister. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to treat her differently just because she is the older kid, right? I don't want to like pile responsibility on her mm. and expect more from her just because she is three years older. Like, you know what I mean? Of like, mm-hmm. that feels like a good way to like instill a lot of issues into a kid by saying, like, yes, but because you're the older kid, I'm holding you to a higher standard mm-hmm. of just like, well, baby dot's allowed to cry, but you're not allowed to cry because you're a big girl, right? And like that kind of shit seems like yeah i i like it I, it seems like a slippery slope of like i appreciate you helping but if you also just want to go play right now right you totally can like yeah do you so actually katrin asked a question for you specifically about this said i'm expecting my second child what were some of the biggest unexpected changes you experienced going from one to two and any tips helping your uh, my three-year-old son adjust to having competition for mom's attention well i'll tell you the no joke. One of the biggest helps has been Daniel Tiger. Yeah. Daniel Tiger's neighborhood. There's like a whole arc mm. that's it's like eight episodes. It's just about uh, uh, a baby Margaret being born. And like there's episodes about like there's time for you and baby two. And like when a baby makes things different, find a way to make things fun. And there's like episodes that like cover this in great detail. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is like the thing that I was not prepared for is like one of the. I would say the biggest constant stressor, right, is like schedules just don't line up anymore. Yeah. Because we got, we used to be able with BB to say like, okay, we know what the day looks like, right? Mm -hmm. This is when we wake up. This is when breakfast is. This is when nap time. We can schedule around BB's schedule in a way that makes us feel like normal human beings who get to do things. Um, Travis, I got to tell you that and, and until you said those words, I was like, having a second kid doesn't sound so bad. And now that you've said them, I'm like, yes, having a second kid sounds very hard. Well, that's the thing is because you introduce a new player who doesn't care about rules or schedules or anything. Right. Mm-hmm. So it'd be like, OK, well, it's breakfast time. Well, ba- baby Don needs to eat. So, d- OK, so I'll OK. So this and it's like dinner time It's a great example of this is this is like a personal stressor for me. Cause like I love cooking. Right. And it's like a thing of like, I'm going to start this meal, you know, at like five 45 so we can eat at like six 45 mm-hmm. and then it comes time to eat. And like three minutes before it's time to sit down and eat baby dot starts crying for food. And it's like, well, yeah, I guess everything's either going to get cold mm-hmm. while Teresa breastfeeds or BB and I are going to eat. And then in like 20 minutes, Teresa will come eat or yeah. Like, so like that kind of thing. Yeah. And, you know, we had a little bit of, like, issue for, like, blessedly, BB is, I think, uh, and I'm not just saying this because she is my, you know, daughter and I love her, but she's great. And, like, she adapts really well to things and she's really kind and really, uh, like, understanding and smart. And But there was, like, two weeks, I would say, where, like, she was jealous. Not out loud, right? But I could tell mm-hmm. that that's what she was feeling. Yeah. Because, like, you know, baby Dot would be on mommy's lap, and she didn't understand why she wasn't allowed during dinner to, like, be on my lap or Teresa's lap. And it's like, well, because you need to eat. Because you need to sit in your chair. And so she would get really mad that she couldn't sit in our lap. And so, like, that was the thing 
of like, she never said, but baby Dot gets to, so why can't I? Mm-hmm. But yep. I realized yep. like, well, baby Dot's in the lap mm-hmm. and you're not. And that's why you're mad. Yeah. I mean, Oren, Oren knows that knows those words because when I, when we were hanging out with, with friends, with kids, like I, like the moment a kid is playing with me, Oren comes over and is like, mm, I don't know about this. Right. And then he, we, I, and I said to him one time, are you a little jealous? And now every time he comes over and instead of like looking mad, he says, I'm a little jealous. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, you, you are, um, Two. can you deal with that? And he, we were planning. So he has not had a lot of experience with other kids, his age, unfortunately. And we were just about to send him off to preschool. And now that's not happening. Yeah. Same um, question mark. We got excited <laughs> to do a preschool supposed to start in like August. So, but he is uh, not great at sharing things that are definitely his. Yeah. So like we have a backdoor neighbor who has a two-year-old and like, you know, with that two-year-old's like playing with his stroller, Oren's like, no. And he like puts his arms out and he says, no. And I'm like, you got to be nice. This is a little kid. You're the big kid here. Um, but he's like, let's go. Let's leave. <laughs> I'm done with this. I <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to talk to Bane anymore. Let's go. And, and I want, I want so bad for him to have, you know, some chances to, to, to work through that and to find out how to uh, interact in a way that is productive with other kids. But I don't know. Uh, now, now it's like, when, when does that happen? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, uh, another thing, a uh, piece of advice, Katrin, it's like, the thing is, is when you compare a like three year olds to three month olds, right? A three-year-old seems so much closer to adult, mm-hmm. right? Than yep. a three-month-old where you're just like, oh, you got words mm-hmm. and you're walking around and you have interests and you're doing stuff on your own, but they are still worlds away from being an adult. And so like, that's the thing that I constantly have to remind myself of is like, BB isn't nearly as mature as she's like, it's so easy mm-hmm. to project maturity onto a kid that's like not pooping in their pants, you know, and not throwing up. And you're just like, "Hmm, this kid's really with it. And the thing is, she's still developing. She's still figuring all that stuff out. And so it's like, it's, this is what I was talking about earlier is like not holding her to this like high standard Mm -hmm. of like, well, she's set. So now I can focus on this baby. Right. I was just like, no, still. And also like not expecting them to know every time, like kids can hurt your feelings. And this is a thing that like, I didn't really understand because like, it's a kid. Right. But like, if a kid says something that they don't know is going to be mean, they're just sort of like, and that's, that's part of why it hurts your feelings is because like they're kind of, they're, pretty honest about stuff yeah dude and that you know like when when it's like i don't want daddy to read me a story i want mommy to read me a story and you're just like you're being mean to me and and then he's like crying because he's like i didn't know i was being mean i just was like stating my preference and he really doesn't like to hurt feelings he really doesn't like it when he hurts us like if he accidentally kicks me in the face or something like he has way he like totally melts down instead of me melting down. Yeah. Because I'm the one that got kicked in the face, buddy. Right? What about my moneymaker? No, that's that, <laughs> a very, very same thing is happening to me. Like, just in the last, like, two weeks, BB started saying, like, yeah. I don't want daddy to put me to bed. I want mommy to put me to bed. Yeah. I, and it's like, well, but daddy wants to. And then, <laughs> and the line she started using, and here's the other thing, too, because BB is smart, when she says things that I know she's saying to test and see how it lands, she, like, gets this look on her face, like, well, 
because of this? And I'm like, you jerk. And like the line she started using is because mommy and me are both girls. Oh. And I'm like, oh, that's nothing. Yeah. And like I've told her like, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Like boys and girls and non-binary people can all be friends. Yeah. Like, there's no, and she's like, yeah, but mm-hmm. mommy and I are both girls. So mommy should put me to bed uh, and you can be with no, Dawn. No, and I'm no, like, no. but, and the thing is though, is like, it's all, with BB, it's all tactics, right? Because BB has also entered the I don't want to go to bed thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She has oh, figured God. out if midstream mm-hmm. she can jump ship from me to mommy, mm-hmm. it's going to keep her up that much longer. Yep. And it's like, she also knows that. Yeah. Surprising to everyone. Daddy is a little bit more hard nosed on rules than mommy is. Oh, wow. This is the opposite in our house. Yeah. Well, it's just like I, I'm trying so hard to keep her from being shitty mm-hmm. because like I know what a shitty little kid I was. Yeah. And Teresa is willing to like negotiate and like mm-hmm. discuss things in a way which at a certain point I'm just done. And I'm like, no, I'm upset now and it is bedtime and you have pushed mm-hmm. and like I see you manipulating and I'm not going to let you do it and all that stuff. And so yeah. it's not that like, well, Teresa's this big pushover and I'm not. It's just like I am a pushover when it comes to like toys and buying stuff or whatever. And I always will be. But with Teresa, it's more of just like, well, let's see if we can like talk through this. But I'm like, ah, I think there's a point where talk is done and yeah. it's time for action. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or it's like the, the uh, you, you present a choice and the choice is either I'm going to pick you up and carry you into your bed or right. you're going to walk there yourself. Cause Oren hates to be, he hates to be forced to do something uh, way more than he hates to be asked to do it. Yeah. And so oftentimes what will happen, and this is to show you how much of a pushover I am. We'll be downstairs. We have to go upstairs, get ready for bed. And I, and I'll be like, you have to go upstairs. Should, are you going to walk upstairs yourself? Or am I going to take you upstairs like physically? And, and he's like, I'm going to stay downstairs. And so I pick him up and I take him upstairs. And then he says, I wanted to go up the stairs and I will walk him back down the stairs so he can walk himself up the stairs. So he feels like he has agency in the moment. Yeah. But like, it's, it's all just a part of the delay strategy. Yeah. And it's wild to me because he only really delays when he's extremely tired. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, and then he's asleep in like 13 seconds after we're in the crib. Well, that's the thing, dude is like, she knows what she, okay. She knows that she is doing something, right? This is another thing of like not projecting onto her. Right. Like motivation. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, yeah. She doesn't even know that he doesn't even know that he's delaying. He just knows that. Right. He, yeah, he's having a sensation and he's following that sensation. Like I know for a fact that in her mind, she's not going, ah, well, this ploy has not worked. So it's time to shift tactics and try something else to fool daddy. (laughs) But like she knows she has tested these waters. She has done this thing before Uh and had this kind of reaction. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, I don't want that. But also, man, I don't like it when my kid cries. Yeah. I don't like it when she screams. We just like two days ago or something. Like BB had this like rubber straw thing and like kind of hit Lily with it, our bigger dog. Mm -hmm. And like we have had so many conversations with her. We have gotten angry at her so many times about like, don't hit the dog. Don't push the dog. Mm -hmm. Don't kick the dog. Don't Don't chase the dog. Please, please leave the dog alone. And so finally we were just like, okay. And I pulled the straw out of her hand and I made her sit on the thing. And like taking something out of BB's hand is like 
the end. Yeah. Like that is <laughs> no go. So yeah. she just started screaming as she sat on this step. And Teresa and I were like dead set. I'm like, we're going to ignore her. We set a timer for like five minutes. And her screaming was so high pitched and loud. I instantly got a headache and Lily started crying. <laughs> like it was this like high pitch, like referees whistle level. Mm-hmm. And it was it took everything in me not to be like, okay, sh- okay, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Here's your strawback. Because the thing is, like, it sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, you keep waiting for your kid to be like, you know what, dad? I understand. <laughs> you know what? I was, I was being mean. Yeah. You're right. I see that now. But the thing is, is like raising a kid is a game of inches. And it's like, maybe by the time she's five, she won't be a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. We'll see. And that's the thing is, my daughter is, as I said, an angel. And the problem is, is when your kid is most of the time not a jerk, when they are a jerk, it mm-hmm. sucks so much more, at least for me, because it's like, where is that? Who is this? Who is this kid? Yeah. Like, I know that you can listen. I know that you like know not to do that because nine times out of 10, you will not do it. So why are you doing it this time? Yeah. Why is this time the time you choose to be a jerk. Yeah, I mean, because they, I mean, one, you know, like a, a thing to remember, and, and Emma will probably end with this question, says, how has uh, life changed now that your child is like a real person? And, and that's a good way to put it because they are like a real person more than they were. Yeah. Like they're not pooping in their pants and they have conversations with you and they rationalize things and they have a lot of opinions and they are becoming they're having their own personalities and you can see who they're, they are and really feel like you're connecting with them as a person. But they're also still babies. Right. And, and they are doing lots of things that are completely irrational. They have no idea why they're doing them. And really what they're doing is they're trying to understand like, right. and like sort of the very, like the, the way that a single celled organism would or a dog would. They're trying to understand like what is allowed and what is not allowed. They're testing and they're, yeah. And and like if they push the frame and the frame moves, then that's where the frame is now. Right. And But they're, they're still going to push the frame. You just have to make sure that you know where the line is and when they've gone over and so that they... We are extremely social species and people and kids when they are like find out when they discover that they've done something wrong or that they, you know, are being punished or like have, you know, like that's that's so important. Like those tantrums. And I say I say to Oren, like it's and I think that this probably is a little passive aggressive and maybe not helpful, but I'm like, it's okay if you need to have a tantrum right now. Yeah. And it's more like I'm saying it to me. Well, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm telling myself it's okay for my child to have a tantrum right now because like that's part of the process. And like if he's having no tantrums, it's either because he's some kind of like uh, reincarnated Buddha or because like I am not putting like having a tight enough frame and I'm caving too much. <laughs> right. Well, and th- that's the thing is like BB has recently d- started doing the like if you picture a kid like stomping their feet and like putting their fist down by their side and raising their voice like she is as cliche an image of that as you can imagine. Mm hmm. And the thing is, is like, she's testing, right? She's like, because sometimes it's not a bad thing she's saying. She's like, can I please have a juice box? And you're like, yeah. (laughs) And so, (laughs) but the thing is, is like, she's testing that behavior. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And all we can do is say, I do not like when you talk to me that way. I don't think that's the way to ask. Where what I want to do is like, well, you're being a brat. So no, but like, then I'm rising to that level and. You know, the thing is, is like, I always think of it like a, like a werewolf, right? Where it's just like, I know this person. 
this person's not a monster, but then they start turning into a monster and like, are you still in there, Derek? Derek, it's me, <laughs> right? That's how I feel sometimes talking to Bibi when she's being a jerk. It's like, yeah, Bibi, come on. You know better than that. And it's like, but in that moment, right. she does not. She is awash with emotions and anxiety and hormones and all this stuff. And like mm-hmm. this idea of like, okay, cool. We're all going to take a moment because listen, here's the thing, folks. I still do that too. Yeah. I had a moment Friday Last Friday, where I'm like, I completely melted down because, like, we were watching a movie and BB would not shut up. Like, she just kept asking, well, Why is this happening? Why is that? Who is that? And, like, the same question over and over again. And it was just a lot. And it was like, it was during the new Trolls movie, which I'm in and I was trying to watch because it's my first time watching it. <laughs> and, like, it was kind of an important thing to me. Yeah. And, like, she just wouldn't just watch the movie. And Teresa and I both were saying, like, Well, just watch the movie and we talk about it afterward. And eventually I just like said, like, stop, stop asking questions. No more questions. And like, she started crying. And I was just like, of course, I'm a yeah. monster. Excuse me. <laughs> and like, I did like go in my office and just like close the door and just kind of put my head on the ground yeah. and like take deep breath. That's the thing is like everybody melts down. Mm-hmm. Kids do it more frequently. Kids have those explosions way more often. But like everyone feels that. But also as adults, you more often than not, not all the time have enough context to say like, oh, the reason I'm feeling this way is I didn't have breakfast or the reason I'm feeling this way is because there's a lot of other stimulus going on and I'm feeling bad and I'm taking it out on them because the kids don't have any of that, Mm -hmm. right? So if a kid just feels like emotion, all they have is emotion. They're not putting any context on it whatsoever. Like a kid's never going to say like, you know what, dad, I'm not mad at you. It's that the situation is stressful <laughs> and I'm taking out on you and I'm so like, that's not going to happen. Right. But we yeah. as adults will project onto them of like, you are taking this out on me. Yeah. But they don't know that they're doing, they're not doing that on purpose. You know? Yeah. That's, that's probably one of the most difficult things to remember is like, they're not doing this on purpose. Yeah. Even if they are, yeah. they're not doing it on purpose the way that we are. You know, I like to try and treat Oren like a person in my everyday speech to him, but not in my mental model of him. Yeah. And I that that is something that is that is hard to have a mix to have both of those things be active at the same time. Man, that happens now where BB is like, I don't want to go to bed. And you're like, come on. Like, what the fuck do I care? You know, you have to go to bed. Like, you know, you like I just tried to do that last night. She's like, I don't want to sleep. And I looked at her and said, listen, for the rest of your life. At nighttime, you're going to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. So why why fight it now? Just stop fighting it now and just like accept that for the rest of your life when it is nighttime, this is how it works. you will go to sleep. And she's like, and was like, but I don't want to go to sleep. I was like, yes, I don't even know why I tried this line of logic. This was, I realized now this was done. As if you were going to say, yes, of course, Father, the inevitability of time. I see now every night stretched before me until my death. And I said, yes, of course. What am I even, why am I fighting this? Like, yeah. It was yeah. futile. Yeah, it's good. I uh, I do. I am. I'm really grateful for it, though. And and it is. It's so good to talk to someone about it. And I don't know why I don't do that more often. It is. And and here's the thing, man. It's like on the other side of it, all of this is like day to day. If anyone's listening to this and like, wow, they're sure talking about how their kids can be jerks. And it's like, <laughs> well, yeah, listen, my kid can be a jerk. But at the end of the day, it's like the things that BB says are so wonderful and funny and like, Mm -hmm. because the thing is, is like, okay, I'll, I'll leave off with like one of my favorite things BB has ever said that has really stuck with me. Well, this is two. One I tweeted about 
And like we'd had a, a thing where like it was the first time when I was putting her to bed that she had ever said, like, I want mommy to do it. And I said, like, that's mean. That hurts my feelings. You hurt my feelings. And she was like, well, but I prefer mommy. I want mommy. I was like, well, that hurts. And then like 10, 20 minutes later, she was like, we could hear her over the monitor saying like, daddy, daddy, please, please come back. I'm sorry. I was mean. Please come back, please, daddy. <laughs> and so I went, I finally went back in. I was like, yes, honey. She's like, daddy, I, I just wanted to say, I just wanted to say I love octopuses. <laughs> And I was like, okay. <laughs> she was like, octopuses are my favorite animal. I just wanted you to know that. And I was like, okay. And she rolled over and went to sleep. And that that made me extremely happy. And another one was when we were on the Joko cruise, I was entered in a blackjack tournament. And I was like at the final table. And I said like, okay, honey, I got to go down to the blackjack tournament. I'm going to win big money. And as I was walking away, she came running after me. Daddy, daddy, daddy. And I said, yeah. And she said, would you also win some small money so I can win so I can buy small things? <laughs> I was like, yes, of course I will. Yes, of course I will. For you, my darling. I'll get some media money too. I'll get some candy money. I'll get some drinks money. You got I'll it. get all the money for all the all the things. I will I will let you have some small money. <laughs> it's coming your way, baby. That's what daddies it. are for. You got it. Oh, well, beautiful. Thank you, Travis, for dad casting with me. Get getting the catch up. Hey, thank you. And thanks for dadding. Thanks for making I'm a kid my and, best. and making uh making the next generation, you and Teresa, uh, and all of us who are doing that, and also everybody who's not doing that. Yeah. If listen, if you're out there and you are in some way working to make the world in the future, a better place for my kids. Yeah. You you each have one share of being <laughs> a parent to my child. Now, to be fair, those shares are, outside of me and Teresa, seemingly infinite. Yeah. So you don't have any claim on my kid. Let me be upfront <laughs> Just, with that. <laughs> it's not a Rumpelstiltskin situation. Yes. yes. Okay. Travis, thank you. Have a lovely day. Keep up the good work. Uh, it's always a joy to talk to you. Same. Tell Oren I said hi. I will. 